Ciao, sono Mark e oggi ho una notizia. We have some fantastic news for Italian learners. Starting February 2024, our Coffee Break Italian Masterclass is a brand new way to help you take your Italian to the next level. Aimed at intermediate Italian speakers who want to move on to an advanced level, the Masterclass covers advanced topics such as pronouns, the conditional perfect, the passive voice, subjunctive structures and much more, and it ultimately helps you sound more Italian. It's a six-month coaching course with a different module covered each month and it starts on the 1st of February. The lessons are self-access so you can work through each module and benefit from feedback and support from our wonderful masterclass tutors Francesca and Maurizio. Imagine building your fluency with the Coffee Break Italian team over the next six months. Does this sound fantastico? Search today for Coffee Break Italian Masterclass or visit coffeebreaklanguages.com Italian and join the class of February 2024. Places are limited and we're starting soon. Allora, cosa aspetti? Ci vediamo alla Masterclass. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break Italian, Season 2, Episode 21. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Salve a tutti, io sono Francesca. E io sono Ayla. Siamo tornati. We are back with another episode of Coffee Break Italian. And if I believe our, our timings are right, I should be saying buon anno a tutti. Happy New Year to you all. Sì, è vero. Auguri a tutti per un anno fantastico, bellissimo. We hope that this year is full of opportunities for you to practice your Italian. Talking of practicing your Italian, I believe that you two, well, Francesca, you've, <laughs> you, you speak Italian already, so you've not really been practicing, but Ayla, <laughs> I believe you've been doing some practicing last weekend. Sì, e sono andata al parco con Francesca. Ah, bene, bene, bene. Come è andato? Ah, benissimo. Abbiamo passato proprio un bel pomeriggio insieme e poi il parco era, era stupendo gli alberi erano coperti di neve c'era molta gente ma faceva un po freddo ovviamente ok Now, one of the words I use very regularly when I'm speaking in Italian, you've probably picked up on this already, and I'm sure, Francesca, you've definitely picked up on it. One of the words I say very often is perfetto. Ah, sì, sì. And that sì. does definitely sound like it's describing your, your weekend, your trip to the park. But perhaps it would be more appropriate for me to say imperfetto. Ah, ho capito, sì, è vero, imperfetto. <laughs> exactly, not because I'm describing an imperfect trip to the park, but because of the, the words, the, the actual tenses that you used in your description of the park. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this lesson, spookily enough. <laughs> allora, penso che possiamo cominciare. Sì, allora mettiamoci al lavoro. E io vi ascolto. 
Okay, so as usual, what's going to happen here is that we're going to start, we're going to begin with our presentation section and we're going to be talking about a specific tense in this episode. A new tense, something completely new. We're coming back to talking about verbs and we're talking about the imperfect. Francesca, can you repeat what you said about the park? You described the park in a particular way. Can we hear that again? Sì, eh, certo. Ho detto eh, il parco ieri era stupendo. Gli alberi erano coperti di neve, c'era molta gente, ma faceva un po' freddo. Okay, so let's look at these verbs that you've used in, in each case. You said, il parco era stupendo. Sì. So the park was stupendous. <laughs> it was beautiful, it was lovely. Then you went on to talk about the trees. Gli alberi erano coperti di neve. So the trees were covered in snow, or covered with snow, if you like. And what else did you say? You said something about the people. Sì, c'era molta gente. C'era molta gente. There were lots of people. And then you mentioned the weather too. Sì, faceva un po' freddo. Faceva un po' freddo. So we've got four different verbs there. In fact, three of them are from the same verb. Sì. In each case, we've got um, examples of, of essere. We've got uh, il parco era stupendo. Gli alberi erano coperti di neve. Sì. So erano, also another verb in this, in this idea. Uh, c'era, again, era, but c'era in this case. C'era molta gente. E faceva un po' freddo. Faceva from fare. Sì. Now, all of these are examples of what we call imperfect tenses. The imperfetto in Italian is a, a past tense. It's like the, the perfect tense, but it's another past tense. And it's used to, de- to describe events that are happening over a period of time or that are, in a sense, unfinished, relating to a time in the past. It's also the tense that we very, very often use to describe pretty much anything in the past that lasts for a certain amount of time. So we're going to look at the structure first and then think about more details about how we use this tense and when we use this tense. Francesca, can you give us a, a kind of overview of the imperfect tense in Italian? Sì, I think our listeners will be happy to find out that imperfetto is a very regular tense. <laughs> so unlike passato prossimo, which has a lot of uh, irregularities, imperfetto is pretty regular. Okay. okay, there are a couple of irregularities, but we'll come to them yeah, later. Yeah, very few. Let's focus first on regular endings and regular conjugations of the, imper- the imperfect tense. Okay, uh, we can start from are verbs, okay. first conjugation. So as usual, we take the stem of the verb. Let's take, for example, andare, to go. Okay, and that's very interesting to begin with because andare normally you would associate with being an irregular verb. But the good news is that in the imperfect, andare, like many verbs, is regular. regular. Okay, so let's take andare, and then what are you going to do to andare? As usual, we work with the stem of the verb. So we work with and, and we get rid of the are ending of the infinitive. Okay. And uh, we will attach the endings for the imperfetto to the stem. So, for example, with andare, we have andavo, andavi. Andava, andavamo, andavate, andavano. Okay, 
Just before we go on, what I'd like to do is just give one translation of this so that we can work with the English as well. I think that will help our listeners associate the the verb in Italian with what it means also. So one translation of andavo could be I was going. Si. Okay, so I was going. Andavo. You were going. Andavi. He or she was going. Andava. We were going. Andavamo. You all were going. Andavate. And they were going. Andavano. And watch the accent, the emphasis on andavano. Andavano. Okay. So, in this case, we're translating the imperfect as I was doing something, you were doing something. And that's one way of translating it sí. in, in, uh, into English. Let's stick with that and look at the ere and ire endings. And the fantastic thing here is that you can almost guess them. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, so which verb are we going to take as an ere verb? Uh, let's take uh, to take. Okay. Prendere. Okay, can we go through the full conjugation then of prendere in the imperfect tense? So, I was taking. Prendevo. You were taking. Prendevi. He or she was taking. Prendeva. We were taking. Prendevamo. You, plural, were taking. Prendevate. And they were taking. Prendevano. Okay, so with the exception of the E, the, the letter E in there, the endings are exactly the same. Yes. So this is great news. Ah, so indeed. andavo, prendevo. Si. Andavi, prendevi. It's exactly the same endings. The only thing that changes is that middle vowel because, of course, it's the same vowel as in the infinitive. Sì, esatto. Okay. So, does the same work with the ire verbs? Yes. <laughs> Let's look then at an ire verb. Which, which Dormire. One Dormire. Sì. A good one, yeah. So, I was sleeping. Dormivo. You were sleeping. Dormivi. He or she was sleeping. Dormiva. We were sleeping. Dormivamo. You all were sleeping. Dormivate. And they were sleeping. Dormivano. So this is actually a perfect pattern. The perfect pattern where the, the endings are identical across all of the, the conjugations, but the only thing that changes is that middle vowel, which of course goes along with the infinitive. Sì, si, esatto. Now, so far we've been translating this as I was doing something, for example, dormivo, I was sleeping. But we could also translate this in a different way. Francesca, can you give us another alternative translation of dormivo? Sì, um, I used to sleep. Okay, so when you're describing what things were like when you were a child, for example, um, I used to sleep in a small bed or something like that. Sì. Dormivo. So you're describing an ongoing situation in the past. And that's a, a very common way to use the imperfect tense, to describe this ongoing incomplete situation in the past. Compare that with last night I slept in the car because oh. I my car <laughs> broke down or something like that. There we're talking about a perfect tense, o dormito. Sì, a very specific and clear moment. Okay, whereas I used to sleep in the car when I was on the road with my band or something oh, like wow. that. <laughs> so there, dormivo mm -hmm. in the imperfect Compared with, o dormito ieri sera, I slept last night in the car. Esatto, sì. Okay, it's a bit of a strange example, that, sleeping in the car. Let's, let's move on. it works well. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to another one. Let's think about the difference between andavo and sono andato or sono andata. So, um, for example, uh, la settimana scorsa, sono andato 
al cinema. Esatto, sì. Last week I went to the cinema. Francesca, can you give us another example, but this time using andavo to let our listeners work out the difference here? Sì, ad esempio, da bambino andavo al cinema ogni domenica. Okay, so da bambino, as a child, uh, andavo al cinema, I used to go to the cinema, or I would go to the cinema. Oh, that brings in some, some other kind of ideas. As a child, I used to go to the cinema every Sunday. So think about the difference there. Andavo al cinema. I used to go to the cinema on an ongoing, regular basis. An incompleted action. It never stopped. As a child, I always went to the cinema on a Sunday. Ma la settimana scorsa sono andato al cinema. Last week, I went to the cinema. It's finished. Sì. Okay? Chiaro. Right. So, this is a really crucial point about how we use the imperfect tense. It's an ongoing thing. It's a was doing thing. It's a used to do thing. But with some verbs, particularly with the common verbs, then sometimes we have a, a perhaps a, a different translation, a clearer translation, a more simple translation. I'm thinking of essere. Sì. So when you started, you talked about the park and you said um, that the park was stupendous. Sì, il parco era stupendo. So listen to how we translate that. Il parco era stupendo. Era stupendo. The park was stupendous. It's just a was. Okay? Sì. We don't need was being or used to be or anything like no. that. In this case, just the park was lovely. And then you talked about the trees. Sì, gli alberi erano coperti di neve. The trees were covered in snow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you also, uh, well, you also spoke about the weather, didn't you? Sì, faceva un po' freddo. So faceva, it was doing, literally, it was doing a bit cold. It was a bit cold. Sì. So that's if you're talking about the weather, it was a bit cold. But what about if you were a bit cold or if Ayla was a bit cold? When we say I am cold, you use a different verb. What verb do you use? Ho freddo. Ho freddo. So I have cold. Put that into the past, into this imperfect. How would you say Ayla was a bit cold? Ayla aveva un po' freddo. Ayla aveva un po' freddo. So we're recognizing that pattern there with aveva. Now we've mentioned essere and we've mentioned fare and those are actually two irregular verbs in the imperfect tense which we're just going to go through now. But before we do, we've got some amazing news. Francesca, what is this fantastic way to start our new year of Italian learning with some brilliant news? Uh, There are very, very, very few irregular, imperfetto verbs. So, in fact, we can count perhaps... Sì, probably four. Four irregular verbs. That's wonderful news. So let's go through them now. Let's go through essere. Essere, sì. Ero. I was. Eri. You were. Era. He or she was. Eravamo. We were. Eravate. You, plural, were. Erano. They were. Sì. Now, we might be saying, I used to be, or he used to be. Sì. Or indeed, she was being, but that sounds weird. So, <laughs> there are different translations and it's just important to, to realise that. And uh, similarly, we can use uh, fare. Sì. And we'll do the conjugation of fare now. Facevo. I was doing or I used to do. Facevi. You were doing. Faceva. He or she was doing. Facevamo. Uh, We all were doing. Facevate. You, plural, were doing. Facevano. They were doing. 
And again, sometimes you may, depending on the situation, hear this translated as I did, you did, he did, and so on. For example, I did my homework in the evenings in front of the television, which I have to point out is not a good idea. I did my homework. Facevo i compiti. In front of the television. E davanti alla TV. <laughs> Mamma mia. Okay, so I was doing, I did. Now you mentioned two other irregular verbs there. What are they, Francesca? Si, dire. To say or to tell. Si. E la coniugazione è dicevo. I was saying. Dicevi. You were saying. Diceva. He or she was saying. Dicevamo. We were saying. Dicevate. You all were saying. Dicevano. They all were saying. And again, it could be I used to say, it could sì. even be I said or he said and so on. It just depends on the context. Esatto. But it's not as in last night, he said he would come. It's, that's a different type of he said. That would be ha detto. Esatto, sì. passato prossimo, the perfect tense. Okay, one final one before we finish. Sì, ancora uno, il verbo bere, to drink. Okay, and I guess, I'm sure our listeners could guess what's going to happen with bere. Sì. Because we've seen it with uh, with the, the past participle of bere, it becomes... Bevuto. So we've got this imaginary EV that comes in there, and we it's like beverage in English. Uh, um, sì. So I was drinking... Bevevo. Or I used to drink, would be the same, so you used to drink... Bevevi. Or he or she was drinking. Beveva. We drank. Or we were drinking. Bevevamo. You were drinking. Bevevate. And they were drinking. Bevevano. But of course, each one could be translated slightly differently. And that, I would say, is about as much as we need to cover with the imperfect tense. It's, it's a very straightforward tense. It's easy to know when to use it. It's easy to translate it. And the wonderful thing is, it's extremely easy to conjugate it. Va bene? Sì, benissimo. Let's pause for a moment and we'll be back in a moment to practice all of this with Ayla. Interrompiamo questa trasmissione per una comunicazione importante. If you'd like to make faster progress with your Italian, don't forget that you can use the premium version of this course, which features video versions of the lessons, comprehensive lesson notes and bonus listening materials. Allora, cosa aspetti? What are you waiting for? If you'd like to take your Italian to the next level, go to coffeebreakitalianplus.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
Bentornati, we are back. We're talking about the imperfect tense today and we're back with Ayla for some practice. Allora, Ayla, com'era? Sì, non era troppo difficile. Ah, ah brava, brava. <laughs> Obviously understood this, well done. So we're looking at the imperfect and we're going to talk a little more about when the imperfect is used. And in order to do this, we're going to be looking at different aspects, different areas of, of life, of language, and we're going to be focusing on when the imperfect is used in the past. Almost all of these look at description, when we're describing things in the past. Now, I'm going to do this in a particular order, and I'll, I'll explain at the end why it's in a particular order. You may be wondering what's going on here, Francesca. Oh, mamma mia. Non abbiamo parlato di questo. No. <laughs> it's a wee bit of a surprise for Francesca oh, here. But what I'd like to think about is, first of all, when you're describing people. So, Francesca, can you give us an example of describing someone in some way using an imperfect tense? Um, sì, vediamo. Mia nonna era sempre gentile con tutti. Okay, so there you're describing what a particular person was like. You're describing a person. Ayla, can you work out what that means? Was it my grandma was always very nice to everyone or with everyone? Yeah, exactly. Sì, sì. Mia nonna era, from essere, sempre gentile con tutti. Okay, so that's a, a person or, a, or people. Give us another example there of people. Sì, ehm, Giovanni era un bambino simpatico ma timido. Okay, so see if we can work this out. Giovanni era un bambino simpatico ma timido. Timido. <laughs> Ayla, can you work that one out? Giovanni was a very friendly but shy child. Sì, sì, okay. perfetto. So we're describing people describing la nonna or Giovanni mm-hmm. and, and so on. The other thing that we can describe is places. So we've got people and we've got places. Francesca. Sì. La casa aveva solo una camera, meaning una camera da letto. Okay, so a bedroom. Sì, yeah. sì. Okay, Ayla, can you work out what that would mean? So that would be the house only had one bedroom? Sì, Brava. perfetto. Okay, so we're describing a place there. And think of that, we're still describing a place. We're talking about what the, the house was like. Or if we said, uh, the house seemed spooky. Sì, la casa, I would say, faceva paura. So literally, the, the house made fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, sì. But notice the tense, it's the imperfect tense. You were describing a place. So describing a person, describing a place... What about what people were wearing? I guess that's more like describing a person, but clothes, if we're describing clothes. Sì, Ayla indossava un cappotto e una sciarpa gialla. Oh, wow, molto elegante. Let's hear it again. Ayla indossava un cappotto e una sciarpa gialla. Ayla, you may not be used to the word indossava, indossare. Uh, I don't think I am. it, It means the same as portare. So to wear. To wear, okay. Sì. So let's hear the, the sentence again. Ayla indossava un cappotto e una sciarpa gialla. So can you work out what you were wearing, Ayla? Was I wearing a coat sì. with a yellow scarf? Yes. Okay. <laughs> una sciarpa gialla. So Ayla indossava or portava, si potrebbe dire anche. Sì, sì. Okay. So again, an imperfect tense there. So people, places, we've got clothes. Um, here. If you're describing someone, you might describe their hair. Sì, ad esempio, quando ero bambina avevo i capelli corti. 
Okay, so when I was a child, Isla, what was Francesca's hair like when she was a child? Her hair was short? Si, si. corti. Avevo. avevo i capelli corti. Using avevo, I had, I used to have, mm-hmm. again, imperfect tense. People, places, clothes, hair. Another extremely common use of the imperfect is weather. Francesca, can you give us a, an example? Si, eh, ieri al parco non faceva freddo. Okay, Ayla, what would that mean? At the park, it was not very cold. Yeah, so ieri al parco, yesterday at the park, non faceva freddo. It wasn't very cold. Uh, non faceva, it wasn't doing. The weather wasn't cold. Uh, so we've had people, places, clothes, hair, weather. And something else that we describe in the past with the imperfect is feelings or emotions. Francesca, can you give us an example here? Da bambino, Mark aveva paura dei ragni. È vero? <laughs> Come lo sapevi? Eh, ho parlato con tua mamma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like capito. Was it when you were younger, you were scared of spiders? Yes. <laughs> okay, and actually, I, I said to, uh, to Francesca there, Come lo sapevi? How did you know that? Uh-huh. How were you knowing that? Using another imperfect tense, how were you knowing that? So, so far, when we've been talking about descriptions, we've been t- describing people and places and clothes and hair and weather and feelings. I've been saying these in a particular order. And the reason for that is because I have got this mnemonic that I came up with many years ago when I was starting to learn different languages and the the imperfect tense in particular romance languages like Spanish and French and, and Italian. When we're talking about descriptions, then I always have this idea of, and and this might sound a little strange, but I always think of Peter Pan changes his wig frequently or perhaps terribly frequently. Peter Pan changes his wig terribly frequently. And each letter there stands for something. So Peter Pan, people and places, changes clothes, his wig, hair and weather, frequently, F standing for feelings. So each letter there stands for a different word or a different aspect of the situations when we use the imperfect tense to describe things. If you want to add in terribly, you can add in time too, because time is something else that you use to talk about the imperfect tense. It was nine o'clock. Erano le nove. Okay. So what we'd love you to do is come up with your own mnemonic. And of course, the key thing about a mnemonic is the fact that the more ludicrous, the more outlandish, the better, because it will help you remember it. So if you come up with your own mnemonic, and it can be in any order, you can juggle around these letters, come up with your own mnemonic and you can post that on our Facebook page. We'd love to see what you come up with to remember the ideas of when you use the imperfect to describe things in the past. See, sí, que buena idea, Mark. We're really looking forward to seeing all the ideas of our our listeners. listeners. Okay. (laughs) Let's do a little more practice. Ayla, I think what we should do is pick some other verbs. And based on the rules that we've learned so far, can you conjugate these verbs in the imperfect tense? Let's take an ari verb. Francesca, can you come up with a nice ari verb? Guardare, to watch. Okay. So Ayla, you're going to be thinking about I was watching, uh, you were watching, and so on, uh, using the imperfect tense. Can you try and conjugate that please for us now? Okay, I'll have a go. Gordavo, gordavi, gordava, gordavamo, gordavate, gordavno. 
Right, okay. okay. There's a couple of things in there and they're very, very natural mistakes. I, I remember making these mistakes myself. In fact, sometimes I still make them. <laughs> Isla, can you, can you try the, the we form again? Listen to Francesca. Guardavamo. Guardavamo. Brava. Okay, so the, the stress is still going on your second last syllable. Guardavamo. And the same happens with the, the voi form. Francesca? Guardavate. Guardavate. Brava, sì. However, you got the the they sí. form correct. That's where there is a change in the stress. So it's they used to watch. Guardavano. Guardavano. Perfecto. Okay. Let's use these same rules and apply them to uh, another verb, another ere verb. Ere. Okay. Uh, leggere. To read. Ayla, can you have a go at I was reading, you were reading, or I used to read, you used to read, and so on. Okay. Leggevo. Legevi, legeva, legevamo, legevate, legevano. Brava! What's the last one? Legevano. Legevano. Okay, so it's always that loro form that changes. Legevo, legevi, legeva, legevamo, legevate, legevano. Legevano. Bravissima. Okay. Uh, try a, an ire verb. Sì, un verbo ire, capire, to understand. Does capire in imperfecto still take the isque rule? Ah, good question. Uh, no, no, there is no isk in the imperfecto. Okay, okay. so you forget about the isk for, for the, the imperfect. So how would you say I used to understand or I understood? Capivo, capivo. Capivo, that's sì. right, yeah. So continue the conjugation. Capivo, capivi, capiva, capivamo, capivate, capivano. Brava. Brava, Perfetto. Sì. Oh, perfetto o oh, imperfetto, forse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is almost all we've got time for in this lesson, but we are going to be putting more of this to practice in our bonus materials. There's a lot to talk about with the imperfect, and we'll be doing some more practice of that in our bonus listening. So for now, è tutto per oggi. Right, that is it for this episode. Of course, there is more Coffee Break Italian for Lesson 21. You can access that and all of the other lessons at coffeebreakitalianplus.com. There are the video versions of the materials where you can see the words on the screen and also the lesson notes and bonus listening materials. And in the bonus listening materials for this week, we're doing some further practice of imperfect tenses. All of that at coffeebreakitalianplus.com. And don't forget to post on our Facebook page about your version of how Peter Pan changes his wig terribly frequently. That's at <laughs> facebook.com slash coffeebreakitalian. And if you are on Twitter, you can find us as Learn Italian. And if you'd like to find out what happens behind the scenes here at Coffee Break Languages, search for Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. And today I think we'll post a photo of the pastéis de nata, the Portuguese cream cakes that my son Matthew has made for us today here in the studio mm, grazie Matthew <laughs> non vedo l'ora <laughs> è tutto per oggi grazie molto e arrivederci alla prossima ciao ciao you have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network copyright 2017 Radiolingua Limited Recording copyright 2017 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.